Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania, but this is not just any edition of Challenge Mania. You are about to enter the War Room. That's right, D. We're back. Season 34, War of the Worlds Part 2, and we are here on Wednesday night, right after the premiere, to break the whole thing down like we do every week at patreon.com slash challenge mania, and we're here to do it for our loyal Maniac-level patrons and for a few freeloaders as well, but only for an hour. More on that in a bit. You didn't come for me. You came for D. You came for the War Room. Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Well, um, that was a pretty good episode. I'm trying to, trying to figure out what movie the beginning of this uh, episode reminds me of. I feel like the music and the style came from some kind of like army, army movie or military movie. And, and, and it felt, it feels like Rambo and it feels like Rambo. I could be wrong. But it definitely felt like an old school, you know, it had that old school feel. I thought it was cool. I thought the the beginning was cool. So they used a Creedence Clearwater Revival song, Fortunate Son. Uh, and I actually, oddly enough, saw John Fogarty, who wrote that song, perform it at Radio City a couple weeks ago. Creedence Clearwater Revival is often used, used in like Vietnam era um, war movies kind of sets you back into like the seventies jungle kind of stuff. They use a, a, a Creedence song in Tropic Thunder. They use one in the last, uh, Kong Skull Island movie. So it kind of puts you into that jungle setting sort of Vietnam war kind of vibe. Um, obviously this is a quote unquote war between the U S and the UK. It's in Thailand, but the jungle vibe, I think I, I just love that song choice. I thought that was a really cool way to set the tone at the beginning of this thing and uh, probably a pretty penny to get that song. So uh, somebody had that idea. They were like, this will set the tone. We need this song. And uh, they went for it and I loved it. Yeah. It brings us all back to like this really cool movie that we're about to watch. 
I want to welcome everybody to, obviously, as you just said, a movie that we watch every week. This was the part one. This was the premiere of said movie. But every week we will have, I believe, 90-minute monster-sized episodes of this movie, War of the Worlds Part 2, on MTV, Wednesday nights at 9. And uh, what we do is, in addition to Challenge Mania, typically every week, right after the episode, we do The War Room over at Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania, where we take your questions and we break down the episode. Now, the reason I'm doing kind of like a little hybrid intro here is that those episodes are normally solely for patrons. And this week, patrons are getting two editions of The War Room. We're doing one live tonight right after the episode. We're also doing a second one tomorrow during our Challenge Mania Fantasy Football Draft where D and I will answer any extra questions that we don't get to today. We'll have a live chat going with you guys as everyone's making their picks, and we will post that as well. So patrons getting two Extra large size war rooms this week. They're also getting more of this episode that you're not going to get. So if you're listening to this on iTunes right now, this episode is probably going to last about an hour. And then you're going to hear me wrap it up. But then we're going to keep going. And that's when we're, we're going to get to some of the questions that eh, I don't really think are appropriate for iTunes. And that's when I'm going to bring up some things that I noticed in this episode that I think D would probably have me cut out of the typical uh, iTunes Challenge Mania episode. So this episode is going to be about 90 minutes, two hours tonight. Patrons, you're getting the whole thing. Freeloaders on iTunes, you're getting about 60 minutes. And I'm going to go and I'm going to cut the ads in afterwards. Patrons, you're not going to hear any of that stuff. But uh, without further ado, let's get to it. We will answer a ton of your questions. Our patrons ask the best questions every week. You will hear they study these episodes thick and thin, and we will get to those in a little bit. But first, I just want to get first thoughts, general thoughts on this loaded premiere. Um. Well, like you said, you know, 90 minutes 90 minute Game of Thrones like war zone. Um, you know, was it, was it the best first episode I've ever seen? I don't know. I don't know about that. You know, I think the first episode's always like so many people getting to know the new people. Um, there's so many, there's so many personalities and there's so many like gameplays to, to, to start to dissect. That it just feels like it's it's all over the place. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we haven't really gotten to, you know, through the thick of it. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm studying the athletes. I'm studying the guys that I've played the games with. I'm studying what they're saying about each other. You know, uh, you know, Jordan's like the mouthpiece right now. You know, uh, Johnny's looks like he's letting him take the reins. Um you know, the, the, the picks for the tribunal, you know, that he made with, with Laurel and, and, and Wes, you start thinking, well, why that move? You know, um, I have my, my thoughts and we can get into that either now or later. Um, but you also see like Johnny sort of, you know, calling out Wes's gameplay and you see Wes telling us his gameplay and how many people he reached out to. Um, before the show started. And I think he said, who didn't I reach out to? Um, and then you see sort of, you know, what sounds like the suspicions of his number one alliance going into this game of Josh and Rogan completely turn on him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, not turn on him, but, it, it, you know, he uh, they sniffed him out. Johnny and Jordan sniffed him out. I think they called him a rat. Um, and, you know, that's that's a little bit. I think Rogan stole the show a little bit, too. Um, I think he's, you know, everything that we, we've, uh, ranted and raved about him in our previous episodes. You know, if you guys haven't seen the, 
the episode, the the podcast episode with Rogan. We posted you it know. last week. People can go. It is uh, high at the top of your podcast feed right now. If you want to go check it out, as a courtesy, I reposted it because yeah, a lot of people I've, were asking for it, and I was like, you know, it's episode forty eight. You can just go and find it, and you'd be surprised. Some people can't do that, can't find it, or maybe they're using a podcast player that doesn't go back that far. Whatever the reason, I decided to repost it in the feed because I know at the time some of you guys, and maybe rightfully so, I'll give you a little bit of credit. We're like the dude was on for. 20 minutes. Why do I care? But now he's back. I thought he almost was going to go home tonight, to be honest with you, but we'll get to that. But, but, uh, he actually, uh, is back for another season. I think now people are like, all right, now I'm ready to go back and listen to it. And I think you'll really enjoy it. So go check it out last yep. week. It's a mania rewind with Rogan O'Connor. First ever, first ever challenge mania rewind that we've posted. Well, cause like, I think hey, it's the first time that, for instance, we had someone who I remember in the moment, you, you and I were really talking up that episode and a lot of people who listen to it talk it up as well, say it's one of their favorites. But, you know, when you have someone on who makes such a small dent in the challenge stratosphere, people, I get it. They, they, they kind of forget about it. They don't listen to it the week it drops and then they don't get reminded to go back and listen to it because Rogan isn't in their life unless they follow him on, on Instagram. You know what I mean? So. I get it. And now he's back in their life and they're like, oh, where can I get that Challenge Mania interview? Well, you can go get it on your feed right now. Um, look, you mentioned whether this was the best premiere ever. I thought, and I know they've done some supersized premieres in the past, and I know that this whole season I think is going to be 90-minute episodes, but this really lent itself well to the extended period of time because they had a lot to explain. They had a whole new format going back to teams. They have a lot of twists. They had a lot of new cast members to introduce, two of which compete in the elimination. Later on, they have the reinforcements and that whole deliberation over there. Um, we have the return of a lot of our old faves. Jordan, you mentioned. Laurel as well. I think they fit everything in nice and snug. I thought this episode really flowed perfectly. Now, granted, there's some people, you know, didn't get a lot of camera time. Car Maria, oddly enough, not a ton of camera time. Kaylee, you almost forget she's even there. But, you know, a little bit of Georgia, a little bit of Theo, a little bit of Josh, you know, a lot of Josh when it came to the CT thing. I thought they spread it around as well as they could. And I thought we got a lot of good stuff here. There's a lot to talk about. Um, you got a little bit of house action. You got a little bit of drama. You see where the lines are being drawn. You see some great, you know, manipulative gameplay by Wes over there in that tribunal. Um, I loved it. So I thought this was like, I think one of the more well-constructed premieres that we've ever had. And does it have a moment that necessarily 10 years from now we're going to be remembering? Maybe not, but the fact that they executed all this, explained all this in a nice 90 minute window, I think they get an A plus from me. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get into some of those memorable moments because I still do think that, you know, this is a one of a kind premiere, one of a kind episode. Um, and a few of those names that you, that you mentioned, uh, Kaylee and Carl, we do actually see them in the preview, the preview for the rest of the season. I believe it's a, it's, it's, it's a trailer for the rest of the season or at least to, until the mid season. And we do see, uh, uh, Kaylee, I believe making out with Bear. Hell of a trailer. I think let's save, I want to save the trailer talk for when we cut off the iTunes. Let's save sure. the trailer talk for the patrons only. So let's not okay. talk about the trailer because sometimes people, I think, they consider some of that stuff spoilerish and they might not want to hear about it. And I also think we can actually get a little dirty with that. So let's talk about the trailer okay. later. But you're right. We do see that uh, Kaylee looks like she's making out with Bear. But the other stuff, because there was a ton of stuff in that trailer. That trailer was absolutely bonkers. That's what we're going to talk about later. And if you want to hear that, you're going to need to go to patreon.com slash challenge mania, become a maniac level patron. You'll get the bonus part of this episode. You'll get tomorrow's episode and you'll get war room episodes every week. 
So if you get done watching the challenge and you're clamoring for the war room, for two guys to break that shit down, and sometimes we have guests to do it with us, you want to be a Maniac-level patron. No better time to sign up. We do giveaways almost every single week. We do contests. We do really cool stuff. We do a thing called Meet the Patrons where every month we interview one of you. That's right. You can come on the podcast. Um, but, yeah, so let's not talk about the trailer just yet. I want to say that. A little, we we a get a little later. bit more crazy in there. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I, I typically say more than I, I would uh, on the big podcast, especially when we have guests. But that's that's just my style. I, I trust the patrons, Scott. I trust them. We're like family now. So, yeah, I, I, they they are family, and we're looking forward to seeing them next week in uh, in San Francisco. Where I don't know if uh, anyone listening to this is living under a rock, but um, the the new news out of San Francisco is, uh, and if you're living under a rock, maybe it is the rock. But uh, in San Francisco, we added our second reinforcement. To the, to the already loaded lineup of Abram Boise, Kahuta Grindstaff, Darrell Taylor, Isaac Stout might even drop in, but we had Dean Nguyen, who of course we know is one of the reinforcements. And now we have Turbo. That's right. Last season's champion, Turbo, who was drafted over CT in this episode. I'm sure we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. Turbo will be in the house at Cobb's Comedy Club. Tickets are going fast. Challengemania.live. It's a big room, so there is a bit of GA left, but the meet and greet, I think I heard there's less than 10 meet and greet tickets left. Uh, we cannot wait to hang out with you guys at Cobb's Comedy Club. That's next week, Saturday, September the 7th. And I will say... People have been asking, is there going to be an after party? I believe we will put something together, but again, not going to talk about that till later on in the podcast after we cut the iTunes feed. We will let you guys know the plan for that uh, and, in the Patreon podcast. And, and maybe, maybe on the Patreon podcast, I'll reveal another challenge all-star that may be coming as well. Oh so, my God. So it, it, the, the list is already insane. Turbo was, is like the, you know, the, the, you know, one of the biggest guests we could ever ask. I mean, who knows how long he's in the States for? No, you know? not so long. What are the chances that, th- how, that this worked out this way? Dude, Abram, Darrell, those were household names for the longest time in challenge. I'll tell you what, not in Turbo's household though. <laughs> That's going to be fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I'm really excited to see Abram and Turbo on the same stage. That's going to be magic. And he's really excited. I don't know if you've seen it. He's been tweeting up a storm, posting up a storm, commenting yeah. on all the stuff. He's pumped. So uh, I, think, I think he appreciate like he kind of get, he gets it. And I think he appreciates and kind of respects, you know, the uh, you know, the history of this, you know, 34 seasons. He's the current challenge champion. He's going to be in a room with past challenge champions, extraordinary personalities. Um, and, and we're going to have fun. So we're excited to meet everyone that's going to be in San Francisco. And, uh, yes, yeah, Scott, let's get into these memorable moments. Let's do it. I want to talk about, so, okay, let's talk about this first challenge we get. So we, we get off the, the, uh, what are they? The Jeeps. We figure out where the lines are drawn. You got Team USA. You got Team UK. Uh, and then we introduce this first challenge where everyone's got a race knock into each other, collect 28 flags, and the winning team is going to get to pick the man and female uh, reinforcement that they want on their team. They can choose between CT and Turbo. They can choose between D and Ninja Natalie. Um, the U.S. team ends up winning, but not before a couple of them take a couple of hits. So Wes goes down at the hands of young Idris, who comes back into play towards the end of this episode. Idris, um, I made the joke uh, when Wes took the fall. I tweeted out uh, uh, Wes just uh, took an Idris elbow. 
you know, like Idris Elba. He took an Idris elbow. It went over any, everybody's head. Don't worry. I didn't get too many likes. But, um, you see Wes take a tumble. Uh, I believe you see Tori throw somebody and then she gets in there and says that she's just, you know, happy to be throwing, uh, I believe she says, uh, bitches around again. Um, and then you have Laurel doing some boxing out, blocking out people. Did you notice that? And I think they actually gave nope. her the credit at the end when they end up winning. Faith comes and gets that last flag. <laughs> I think it was Cam and a lot of the team members are saying, you, we couldn't have done that if you weren't blocking so many people. You did such a good job blocking people. As you guys, long-term listeners of the show know, she's been blocking people for years, myself included. So it was cool to see that skill set brought out in this episode um, and Laurel playing a little bit of defense, a little bit like Ben Wallace-style defense here um, and role-playing to uh, give her team the win. So uh, let's talk about that. Uh, what do you think of that opening challenge? Well, uh, clearly, you know, uh, uh, Laurel gets the MVP of this game. You know, that's like if there was any moves, any gameplay, uh, besides, you know, r- sprinting back and forth, there, there was, there was a couple things. You mentioned the two hits that we barely saw, which kind of pisses me off because I want to see, I want to see the slow mo of Wes, you know, hitting the bamboo. Why can't we get the slow mo on that? Like those are these are the the challenges, the competitions that I like. These are the hits that we want to see that we rarely get. I mean, he didn't get hurt, you know. So it was like, you know, it. it I think it's worthy of a slow mo shot. They they did a slow mo shot in the in the uh, in in the damn uh, uh, previews, you know. So why not slow mo? It it was almost like it didn't happen. If me and you didn't talk to West last week, we didn't know how hard he got hit. So we talked about it last week because it was in the preview podcast. You know what I mean? If Tori didn't say, oh man, I love laying bitches out. We, we, you know, we saw one or two girls kind of get nudged out of the way and kind of be like, oh my gosh, what happened? You know, why are they doing? Uh, you know, we wouldn't have known, you know, um, what's a slow mo on that clock? You know what I mean? On those clock outs. They didn't but, have the best coverage of this. Let's be was, honest. They relied heavily on like the GoPro <laughs> of the guy behind them. And like, you know, Wes had said when he was on the show last week, like Johnny, I guess, was the guy behind him who got that shot on his GoPro. And like, you can see it and like, that's good. But like, not a ton of great coverage in like the bamboo woods with 30 people running from side to side. L- um, look, who are we? Who are we? Who are you to say that? The one of the best competitive reality shows in it in the history of the game isn't getting the right shots. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just like, wondering. Like, no, how, like how? Like how? You? I don't even how. how? Okay, I'm not saying they're not getting the right shots because at least we get to see it. But you kind of need then the interview clip explaining what you're seeing because it's a lot of people running around. You can't really make out the names. It's hard to tell who's hitting who. It still was cool. I don't need more than that. It's fine. I'm just saying. I'm saying that, like, it would have been nice to have, like, a really clean shot of some of that stuff. Look, we saw a little bit of the blood splatter, right? Uh, You know, I want to know who got cut. You know what I mean? I kind of like that shit. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, like, I saw, you know, we heard Zach saying, you know, I've been hitting people. For you know, right? But since, then we didn't have a, a clean shot of him hitting and, anyone. You know, what I mean? yeah, that been that's nice. exactly that's what I'm saying. I'm like, he's like, he, man, he was loud and proud. You know, I, I like, I, he, I believe he said like, um, I, you know, I, I've been killing like this is my we game. Know what I've he's talking about hitting people because he used to play uh, football. Whatever the case may be, sure, of course, I'm assuming that it's football. I'm just saying, I'm waiting for Zach to lay somebody out, and I didn't get that. You know, he was gonna get hit, and laid out. Because, and, and they were going to make fun of the comment 
or he was going to fucking lay somebody out. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, exactly. It was interesting that they played that clip and then they didn't have like a payoff clip of him. They, they play the interview clip of him saying that and they don't have the, the payoff of him like leveling. Yeah, I was somebody. like, all right. I'm like, yeah. yes, here it comes. Yeah, he's going to get one. Um, next week, the NFL comes back and guess what we're going to do? We're going to do another contest with our good friends at DraftKings. So, uh, just keep your eyes peeled. It'll probably be the same type of links. It'll be all in our social feeds. Uh, my Twitter, D's Twitter, my Instagram, D's Instagram. Uh, you'll be able to get, uh, it's not up yet, but it'll be, you know, dkng.co slash, uh, you know, challenge, uh, challenge mania or slash Scott or slash Derek, but keep your eyes peeled because it'll be some good stuff. They'll be giving away uh, a huge prize as well. I think enough to send you to a challenge mania of your choosing. So, uh, so yes, keep your eyes peeled for that next week, week one, the best week to do some daily fantasy. If you ask me, so, uh, keep your eyes peeled for DraftKings next week. Not an official plug, just a heads up. Cause I know maybe sometimes you guys might be late to next week's episode. If you're listening to this episode, you're all pumped for the premiere, you know, bookmark it now, get ready, you know, next week. DraftKings coming back. Yeah, and and you don't have to tell them the link if you don't know it because it will be in our right. in, in our bios and in our Instagram yeah. bios and our Twitter bios. Well, they so, use the same links every time. So basically yeah. every time they do it it's uh, you know, it's dkng.co/derek and mine/scotts and then there's/challengemania is the the native and, one. So um, and they just update the contest every time. And it's a ton of fun playing against you guys because you get to, we get to check our scoreboards as we go throughout the day. It's so much fun. And I have never done a football one. So, um, if I'm winning, I, I'm just saying, if I win, I, I'm keeping the money. I'm, I'm not like giving it away. All right. Yeah, I'm no, playing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I'm playing to give it away. Um, even though in our fantasy league, all the money goes to charity, which is really fun. And tomorrow we have our draft, oh, uh, with the, with the patrons. Um, you and I are a team and then there are, I believe it's, uh, 15 other teams of two. Um, and towards the end of this podcast, we will go over, um, all the, uh, charities everybody's playing for and all that good stuff. We're really excited tomorrow. We do the draft live with you guys. D and I will be recording on our end and we'll be chatting with you guys and relaying some of your questions. We'll get to any questions. We don't get to today. So a bonus episode of the war room coming tomorrow to patreon.com slash challenge mania. Um, in addition to this one. So two war rooms to kick off this season of the challenge. Okay. So let's get back to this daily. So, all right. I know a lot of you guys are hitting the road next weekend as are we for challenge mania live, San Francisco Cobb's comedy club tickets at challenge live. Isn't packing your toiletries somehow always involving a delicate game of stacking and space hacking. Don't get us started on lotion exploding on our DOP kit. Don't get us started on why we bring lotion on airplanes. That's just how we do it at Challenge Mania. But Quip electric toothbrushes, they work just as well at home as they do on the go. That's why I bring one on the go. That's why D brings one on the go. You can bet your ass we will both have one in our toiletry bags in San Francisco. Just ask us. Or we're not going to bring them to the comedy club, but ask us and we'll say yes. The compact and wireless design tucks easily into the corner of your carry-on or your back pocket if you're just spending the night. Look, the reason I keep one in my carry-on on the plane is I like to brush my teeth on the plane. Yeah, I am that high level. Plus, the travel-ready cover protects your brush from sandy swimsuits and luggage slips. A three-month battery life will last through the season filled with weekends away, including Challenge Mania Live Philly, Challenge Mania Live Chicago, Miami at the end of the year. Look, they're making it easier than ever to keep up with your wake-up and wind-down routine, even when you're out of the office or on the road with Challenge Mania. We're not the first to say it. Sometimes we need a vacation from our vacation. Delayed flights, hotel snafus, chatty travel companions, chatty podcast hosts. Get away with two minutes. 
minutes twice a day with Quip. Go to the bathroom, get a nice brush in. That's what I like to do. Their wireless electric toothbrush is lightweight and compact, so it packs way easily in your tote or carry-on. I love using Quip because of the sonic vibrations. It's an effective clean. It's gentle on your sensitive gums. People brush too hard, including myself. Some electric toothbrushes are just too abrasive. I love the built-in two-minute timer. Every 30 seconds reminds me, switch to the left, switch to the right. Scott, keep it even. Up to 90% of us don't brush for the full two minutes, but now I do with the timer. It declutters your sink. There's a multi-use cover that works as a stand. I cannot stop coming up with reasons that I love Quip. Look, Quip, look, Quip starts at just $25. And when you go to getquip.com slash mania right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's right, your first refill pack for free at getquip.com, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash mania. Brush like me, brush like D. Quip. Safe to say that Laurel gets the MVP of this game. Because of all, I mean, she, you know what I also was wondering about? They're letting these people run with sticks. Like they're on horses and they're like jousting people. I'm like, dude, someone's going to get stabbed, you know? And brilliant move by Laurel by using that stick to block people. I mean, she's good. I'll say this about me? Laurel. Say what you will. She's good at blocking people. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, point being, um, you know, she blocks out like, Three girls and ends up helping the U.S. get the victory, you know. So, uh, you know, kudos to her. And a lot of times these games take that. They take that extra step, uh, that extra step of like witty thinking, thinking on the fly of like, oh, how, how do I make a, a, a game changing move? How do I make a game changing play? You know, and it's it's people like that. It's it that's that that's the main one of the main reasons why Laurel is you know. Top five of all time, all the time. She's already top five in this game easily. Yeah, I was impressed with how seamlessly she just got back into it and just like didn't miss a step. You know what Guys I mean? Guys and girls. Guys and girls already top five. Uh, she looked like she's kind of into bear. Did you see that? We did. I did see that. Um, I don't know how much she followed War of the Worlds or if she's this is her meeting him for the first time, but that could be interesting. See what happens with that. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but I mean, it could, it, it, it does sound like they both are fancying each other. So, um, you know, I'll ship it. I'll ship it. Cause it sounds, it's, it looks like, uh, Josh and, uh, Georgia got eyes on each other. So it kind of looks like the whole bear Georgia ship is, is kind of sailed. Cause like I said, in the preview, we see somebody making out with somebody else, which we'll talk about at the end of this episode on the Patreon part of it. Um, but, you know, also Georgia is in this episode, you know, making out with or not making out with Josh. But, I mean, he pulled a fast one. That was a smooth move by Josh. How about Josh pulling that move? He's like, oh, I'm going to kiss you on the cheek. Then she goes to kiss him on the cheek and he just moves his face and bam, he gets the smooch. I'm not so what sure that that move is still like a cool move today. Like, right? No, like, are we still allowed just, to do that move? I just learned that move. I, I remember when I was a, like back when I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's like still a cool move, like an acceptable move. A chick pulled that move on me. She dropped a cigarette. She dropped a cigarette. I went to pick it up. Gross. And then she laid one on me. Gross. Nothing grosser than cigarette kissing breath. And I was like, did she do that on purpose? 
Yeah. Well, gross. But also, I don't think that the whole like tricking someone into kissing you. Oh, you were trying to kiss me on the, cause like think about it, right? The whole like, she's going for the cheek, but he gives her the mouth. I know it played as cute and we see, you know, I'll, I'll say this right here is we do see in the trailer, they go, they go to town on each other later on and they at least make out. So seems like oh. she is into him, but in a vacuum per se, if you in real life, like, you know, a girl goes to kiss you on the cheek and you give her the mouth and she doesn't want it, not really a move that, like, kids should still be learning today. Just saying. I think it's great. Eh. I think it's a great move. And she ends up, like, liking it. Obviously, she, in like, hugs up instance, on him and everything. It seems like, yes. But in a vacuum, I'm just saying probably not, like, the move. Look, I'll put it to you this way. True or false, Right. If Johnny did that to somebody in this episode, it would be the same, like, what a cute movie pulled. It would be like, did you see that? Johnny just, oh, my God, she would kiss my cheek. Johnny yeah, grabbed her, kissed her on the mouth. So you got to look at it yeah. all through the same lens, okay? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you're going overboard with that. Yeah, I think it was a cute me. move. I think it was a cute move. I shipped the move. Um, she clearly thought it was cute. So whether it was Johnny Josh. Well, here's what I'm saying. Or, I get that. Look, I get that 20 years ago, that's like a cute thing that like the kid does in My Girl or whatever, and it's cute. But I'm just saying just today, eh, different climate. Just I'm just saying. figuring that out that this is a move, and I'm and it reminds me of a time. I'm saying you shouldn't think of it as a move. It's and I'm not, literally it's thinking, was move. that did she pull that move? Was that a move by a girl? It's did, not did really girl pull that move on me back like 10 years ago. I just I wouldn't use the move today. I would like put it back in your in your quill or take it out of your quill, whatever the, the, the saying would be. Cause I'm just saying like, Even I know it. you're, you're nah. I, okay. Sure. I just, I just started thinking that it is a move. It's not I'm though. So it's proud really, of you. So proud of this guy, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I go before I saw what happened in the trailer. I said, I, is it possible to like two people so much? Cause I, I do really like Josh. And as you know, I really like Georgia, but not ship them. Cause as that was going on, I was like, I don't know if I want them to really be a thing. Um, then of course the trailer happens and I'm like, Oh, whoa. Okay. I guess it is. So I'm just going to have to deal with that. Um, is that something you, you, you like that you're shipping those two? Fuck yeah. Why not? Why not? I don't know. I just, I don't I mean, look, Georgia and Bear were like this, like oh, well, cute. No, better than Bear, for sure. Well, no, I I like Bear and Georgia. Yeah. I, I, I love Bear and Georgia. I, I wouldn't wish Bear upon my like uh, I don't know social studies partner. Like I like like I wouldn't I wouldn't wish Bear upon like the the girl that like I am annoyed by in high school. Like I just don't I. I get it. He's a good-looking guy. He's charming. I'm sure he's going to get his share of the ladies. Looks like he's going to get Laurel. Like, I get it. I'm just like, I wouldn't wish him a po- – I've seen him on social media and on the show 30 times already make Georgia cry. Do you like watching Georgia cry like that? I mean, like, no way. Move on. Even if it's Josh. True. Move on. I, you're right. I, 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 I don't I don't fancy seeing Georgia cry. This is true. I look at Georgia like a sister from another country who I've only met in audio form. You know what I mean? Like that, you know what I mean? Like I, she's like, I look at her like a sister that I've never met. No, but I do like, don't you just like root for her and also like not want her to get, uh, there's just certain people you just like feel really bad for and don't want to see sad. You know, she's one of them. She's not yeah. someone that's like, ah, oh, well, that's what you get from S with bear. I'm like, no, don't, don't hurt her. Well, 
Uh, I mean, my, my exactly leading to my point. After he tricked her into the quick little smooch, she hugged up on him and seemed happy, Scott. She wasn't crying. Totally. I'm saying, okay. In this particular instance. And Bear instance, was all alone. And Bear was all alone. In this particular instance, it seems like it was fine. I'm just saying, in a vacuum, you were saying like, oh, I didn't know that was a move. I might try that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider that like an acceptable move in a vacuum to pull these days. I just wouldn't. You just, you never know. I don't know. You could definitely do way worse. It, it definitely seemed like cute and innocent. So yeah, but no, no, for sure. Uh-huh. But in general, the whole like deceptive, like you didn't know this was going to be a kiss on the mouth, and then it turned into one. It's she just she like, went to kiss him uh, like close to the mouth on the cheek. She went to kiss him on the cheek. Uh, who knows? I mean, it, there may have been a little bit of uh, a lip involved Look, as it, well. In this instance, it was totally fine and harmless. I'm not saying. I'm just saying you being so excited that you have this new move. I kids, use this at home. No, kids, I do not. It. No, guys, kids, do not use that. That's what I'm telling you. Don't. Right. Let's go for a, let's, all right, I think we need to kill this. You guys at home object. can decide for yourselves. Personally, I'd recommend not using it. Derek think- Kaczynski says you should. You guys can decide who might be the better person to listen to about how to handle situations like that in 2019. Ah, uh, you're a sissy, bro. Let's go from one proud moment to quite possibly another unproud moment for Josh. What do you think? Proud or not proud for Josh versus CT? Is that well, what we're well, before, well, before we do that, because this part plays a part in that, let's go back to CT getting uh, slighted uh, by his okay. his Commodores, you know, because mm-hmm. he listens. I mean, like, so... I made the joke also, not to toot my Twitter horn tonight, but I was kind of on fleek. Um, I said, name a scenario in which you would not take CT over almost anyone. Name a scenario where, where someone goes, hey, you're on the challenge. You get to pick CT or – and you're like, you're going to not even let the person finish. You're like, I'll take CT. And somehow CT or Turbo, they took Turbo. And I know for some of them, there's probably some gameplay involved, like, oh, you know what? Why don't we take Turbo? And that way, maybe since we still have a relationship with CT, having him on the other team could be an asset. Sure. But in a vacuum, though, they chose Turbo over CT. TJ introduced him as probably the most feared competitor in the history of the challenge. Does this mean now that Turbo has taken over him? Is Turbo now more feared than CT from a competition standpoint, certainly not from a bedroom argument standpoint, but um, from this competition standpoint, your team USA, they have the choice. They go turbo. What did that tell you about the new era that we're in D? I think it is you know, one of the most mind blowing moments of the game of in challenge history, maybe quite possibly because you're going, you know, a guys, a bunch of guys, that no CT, that know that this guy essentially gets through anything except what happened on War of the Worlds 2 and two guys were trying to rip a ring from him. That was a mind-blowing moment last season. CT gets bounced early with, with at someone else's hands, you know? Usually if he gets bounced that early, it's because of his own hands, you know? Um, This time around, it's like a bunch of people he just played with, you know? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I don't think you can ever count CTL. I mean, I raced against him in the dirty 30. Jordan raced against him in the dirty, dirty, 30. You do, me and him in particular, did get to see 
uh, you know, his pros and cons, you know, and to, you know, to give Jordan credit where credit's due, like Jordan ran away with it. You know, by the end, I pulled a hamstring. He pulled a calf muscle. Say what you want. Maybe it's our age, whatever you want to call it, you know, but these things happen. Injuries happen. Injuries happen in sports. Injuries just happen to Andrew Luck. The guy's 20, you know, 28 years old, whatever. I don't know. He's not even 30 yet. Right. Yeah. Andrew Luck just pulled an Evelyn. Andrew Luck just quit the whole fucking game. You know, Rob Gronkowski pulled, you know, just ended the game because, you know, he was so damn beat up from all this shit. Did you see that interview clip where he like breaks down and he's like almost crying talking about how, how uh, hurt he was Gronk? No, you got to watch it. He was like plugging his, he's got like a new CBD business and he starts talking about how he's like talking to his fans. He's like, I want my fans to know like how much I was hurting. And he's like, starts breaking down. Like he's like, you know, about to cry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it sounds right. It sounds, it sounds, it sounds, it probably, it's probably the same thing that, um, it's probably the same thing that, you know, Andrew Luck was going through, you know, just get injured, you know, rehab, Get back into it. Then, you know, you're flying high. You're feeling good. Then, bam, you get injured again. And you're like, what? I have to rehab for another six weeks. My teams, you know, my team, my doctors, my bosses, they're all pushing for me to get, get done with this. Bam. I, you know, I figured it all out. I get healed up. Um, but, you know, as opposed to the challenge, like, like two months down the line, now you're running a race, you know, like we saw in the last War of the Worlds, whatever, or even the Dirty 30. And you're doing two, three day, two, three day races nonstop. Like your body does not know it's not used to this, you know? So I'm just saying, but you know, Jordan, you know, Jordan is smart. Jordan is smart with, with, with the, with the move he pulled and pulling Laurel and, and Wes in into uh, the tribunal right off the bat. It's crazy. And then he was one of the mouthpieces to also. Not put CT on there and throw you some names out there. Some people that didn't want CT on here on, on their, on the USA team. I believe it was Jordan, Pauly, Johnny, Zach. And then those were kind of, you know, the louder guys. I can't remember who else w- was campaigning for turbo, but these are the sort of slimmer, more athletic, you know, I'm not saying CT is not athletic or it hasn't been slim. It's just. This is what they're looking at right now. You know what I mean? Attrition. All right, more on the War of the Worlds 2 premiere in just a minute, but I want to tell you guys a little bit about Noom. Getting in shape isn't just about losing weight. You got to get in shape if you want to be on the challenge. We just saw this premiere. There are a lot of people in shape, and they're still dropping like flies. It's about learning healthier habits and feeling better by yourself, whether that's more stamina, keeping up with your busy life, finally getting into those gold genes, being more in tune with your body's needs, practicing more self-care. We could all use a little bit of it. What if you could use one program for all your health and weight loss needs? No more hunting for training apps and workouts. We can't all look like Rogan when we wake up in the morning. We're not all born looking like Joss. Or calorie counters, meal plans, plus you can add a goal specialist and a community of members to keep you motivated and accountable. It's like a workout bestie all in one place. It's like your workout Joss if you're Rogan or your workout Rogan if you're Joss. I'm looking to get rid of a little bit of the dad bod I've acquired recently. I am not going to lie. I want to feel more confident in my clothing. I want more energy for these Challenge Mania live shows. I want to be able to make healthy choices and better my mood, control my stress, control my anxiety. It's tough, especially with a little baby at home. 
Noom can help me break these habits, and I thought I could never break them, but now with Noom, I know I can. Noom is a habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized goals. Love it. Based on psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things you do. Why do you do the things you do? It's like Michael Scott talking to Toby in the office. And arms you with the tools to break the habits and replace them with better ones. The bad habits, that is. Replace them. Better ones. They say it's based on cognitive behavioral approach. I just say it works. Noom is not a diet. It's a healthy and easy to stick to way of life. No food's good or bad or off limits. Noom teaches moderation. That's the key word. It can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing diets. You don't have to change all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Not going to wake up tomorrow looking like Rogan. Wouldn't that be sweet though? Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash mania. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash mania. What do you have to lose? Visit noom.com slash mania. Start your trial today and maybe one day you do look like Rogan. Not likely, but maybe. Um, Scott Young has a question. He says, easy question. D, would you have lobbied for CT or Turbo? So if you're on Team USA, who do you want your team to take in that scenario? Well, and, and here's the thing. We've talked about this. Um, you know, I, I would I would clearly weigh out, you know, to see what my teammates wanted to do. And if it was a wash, I'm not. You know, right. Not, you're not the one to... guy who's going to say, put your foot down for CT if it's going turbo anyway, is what you're saying. Well, look, I, this is what I would do. I would speak up for CT and weigh out the pros for CT. The guy gets through everything. He gets through everything. And he's good at the equalizers. Even if he's, you gotta throw him up in the air for something, he's probably gonna figure, as opposed, you know, as opposed to him and Veronica having to go together, like, and, 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 like, we didn't get to see him go. You know, he, but he may have made it. I, we were jumping from bell to bell on, uh, on Dirty 30, right? This dude, it, people were dropping like flies, hitting the thing falling, hitting the thing falling. Him and Hunter make it all the way through. And, you know, like we constantly see CT defeat the odds. Always. And once you throw a puzzle in there, you're like, fuck, is CT doing it? Shit, I'm fucked. I've, I've, I've seen him keep up with me in running. You know, I'm not the best runner, but I'm in, I'm in decent shape. I've seen him keep up with me. And then he gets to the puzzles. Like I said, it's an equalizer. You know, he's done it on Champs versus Stars. He does it time and time again, proving to people. I mean, how many people have we said uh, or have come on the podcast? Sean Merriman. I've never seen uh, an athlete like this before. Who else? There's there's other people who were like, like karate hotties, an MMA fighter. They've been like, I've never seen a guy like this. You, you don't think he can move like that. But holy shit, he can. And so, you know, this isn't a guy that you, you, you bet against. You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, I don't know Turbo. I'm good with my team. I'd probably lobby for CT a little bit. I don't know Turbo. I'd probably lobby for CT, you know? Unless everyone's fighting for him, fighting against, fighting me, I'm still going to make an argument for CT. Look, makes sense. I thought the smarter political move would have been going with CT, but I get it from a game perspective. You're more scared of Turbo. You want him on your team. You don't necessarily know what the format is yet, um, so you don't know about the switching teams. You don't know about the person from your team possibly going in. If you think that having Turbo on your team prevents you from having to go up against him, I get it. So, uh, you know, especially if you're somebody who you think your skill set might line up more uh, advantageously against the CT. 
You know, maybe if you're Paulie, maybe you'd rather go up against the CT, assuming that maybe you can get him in sort of a speed challenge, whereas you line up more head up size-wise, speed-wise, strength-wise with Turbo, and he might just edge you out. So maybe if you're Paulie, you want a, a Turbo on your side. Who knows? Um, I have no idea what went into the individual decision-making process for all the people on the team, but it is clearly something that reshaped this season and reshaped this episode because CT took that fervor and it charged him for what seemed like a pretty harmless interaction otherwise with Josh in the bedroom with Kyle, Laurel in there as well. CT got worked up. Two people who live in the city of Miami uh, yelling at each other. We got uh, a good look at all the security guards on this season of the challenge. I don't know if you saw that, but I think they woke up the five of them that weren't even on that they were on break. They brought them in. Uh, that room was filled. Um, they made sure that there was no way CT was getting to anybody. Shouts to that security guard who stood right in front of CT and literally just was stone faced while he just went off. By the way, that is frightening. A frightening gig to have. Um, but let's talk about that. Is the old CT back? A lot of people are talking about the CT we see in those highlights. Oh, I'm going to eat you. Uh, oh, I'm going to carry you around like a backpack. You know, those those claims he both made and some of which he actually executed back in the day. We've seen a lighter side of CT lately, as you said, up until that point last season where he got thrown into that elimination uh, and he got a little heated. Does it seem like this season might have more of a hot-headed version of CT than we've had the last couple of go-arounds? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and we talk about this. We've talked, we talk about this all the time. It gets thrown in, in, in our conversations all the time. They don't put people on the show that don't still have it in them. Like, it, this is something, this is something that all of us that have been chosen to play this game, to go on this show, to entertain millions of people, that will always have it in us. It will never go away. It's the, 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 the CT that, that, that flipped out on Terrell Owens while he was sitting down with his legs crossed is the same. Just because you didn't see it last season, you may not see it every season, but it's always there. About, in it's this always case, there. the it factor you're talking about is the ability to at any time commit aggravated assault is what you're saying, right? I don't know. That sounds a little crazy, but, um, <laughs> just kidding. but it's like, it's like funny, like in sports, it's in sports, it's like that. It factors like, Oh, you can always make that pass. Oh, you can always get that rebound. Oh, you're all, you know, you could always, uh, make that play at short, you know, and then on this show, when it comes to casting and always having that it factor, you know, they don't bring people on the show who don't still have it. And it is like, basically <laughs> like the thing that in the real world is like, maybe not invite that guy to the uh, uh, party. He's, uh, yeah. Never no, it, no, 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 no. Let, let me let me take it back a little bit. It is always with us. It always it has the possibility of coming out to the to, to the guy that's disrespecting us at the wrong time. Can I rename it? You know how we have the it factor in sports. Maybe this <clears throat> is the shit factor. The oh shit! The oh shit factor. Yeah. What did, uh, if you had yeah. to summarize in a sentence what Josh did to grind CT's gears like that? What did he do? You know, and, and, and what's and what's the and what's the other phrase? You, you can take the dude out, you can take the guy out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the guy, or something along those lines. You, yeah, you can take sure. the dog out. You can you can take the dog out the fight, but you, you can't. You're not. The, I the believe fight will the always phrase be the you're dog. looking for is you know you can take the guy out the streets of Massachusetts, but you can't take the streets of Massachusetts out of the guy. Sure, something That's along those lines. For. Something, something along those lines. 
um that 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 fight that 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 oh shit i might fucking whip your ass right now in front of everybody is always there it never goes away that's why these all everyone that you see on these shows why they're picked is because we are capable and and have done it in our daily lives for a very long time where it's we take to the brink of chaos and sometimes you kind of go overboard and sometimes you burn someone sometimes you burn yourself and you learn, and you know, we learn from it, but, and, you know, essentially we're good, we're good people. It's just, we have the susceptibility of fucking blowing up at any time. Well, let me ask this question of you. Uh, I'll ask it in this way. Alyssa says, well, there goes CT and Josh being in Miami together at Challenge Mania Live. She, of course, speaks of our December 21st show at the Miami Improv. Tickets are on sale at ChallengeMania.Live. We just announced Miss Nani Gonzalez is our first guest for that show. Look, it'd be great to have CT in the house. He lives in Miami. It'd be great to have Josh in the house. That big meatball lives in Miami, too. But here's what I'm going to ask you, D. You've been in the house for a lot of altercations like this. Does this feel like an altercation that when we call up CT, he's like, oh, Josh is going to be there. No, no fucking way. No fucking way. Or do you think that this was something that over breakfast the next day they were sipping on omelets and then we're like, yo, bro, it's all good. Yeah, it's probably all good, <laughs> you know, and it's a, and it's a long season and this is day one. So, um, you know, we've seen CT do worse to people on day one. So um, it's definitely a thing that. Um, you know, could, could be over tomorrow, but, or it could be something lingering, but, uh, you know, it, it was, it, it sounded like it was a bad time. You know, it sounded like it was a bad time to, you know, interject, like he said. And it, it was one of those moments that, you know, CT was just fucking, you know, felt like, you know, he was kind of fucking overstepping lines, you know, crossing boundaries. So, um, you know, and then, Josh didn't back down, really? You know? Nope. Um, I believe he called him an asshole and then fucking CT came right back in. Josh in his big brother season, uh, as we talked about in the podcast, he would go around with pots and pans, uh, making a big scene. And on his season, there was a guy named Cody, uh, and he had a uh, love interest named Jess. And Cody was like a Marine. He was a pretty scary guy too, in a different way from CT. He wasn't like loud, like telling you who's going to kill you, but he was just stoic and silent. And you know, he probably could snap your neck being a Marine. And he is not a guy I would mess with, but Josh was constantly messing with him too. So I think Josh, whether it's, you know, irrational confidence or rational confidence, who knows? Maybe he's got a black belt in Taekwondo, who knows? But either way, I think he's well aware of the like rules of reality TV and he probably sees it as win-win. He's like either, you know, I, I don't back down. I don't want to look like, you know, I get, you know, sunned by CT. Uh, so I'm going to stay in his face or I'm not going to, you know, back down or he does come at me. You go too far. He's going home. So either way, uh, he did it on big brother. He's doing it here. He clearly is not uh, backing down. Um, he knows how to play the game from a mind game standpoint. If he brings out pots and pans at the wrong time with CT, he might get hit in the head with one of those pots and pans by CT. Just saying. It's a, it's, it's a strong possibility. Then my question is, once that happens, who are the alternates? Who are the alternates to come in and save the day? Okay. Yeah, anyway. Who do you replace ne- CT with? Mike Tyson? Okay. Um, so <laughs> we only have about 15 minutes left before we cut off iTunes and stick to, to just, you know, get the patrons in there. So I want to get to some questions here. April wants to know, 
Do you think it's too early for West to be politicking against Team USA? So you mentioned it earlier. He made a couple calls before this season uh, was actually, you know, the format was decided and whatnot. And he kind of made, you know, indirect alliances with a lot of folks, it sounds like. Seems like he saw how, you know, it could be a good thing to have D on the other team because um, he has an alliance with her from last season. And he's clearly been talking to Joss and Rogan and, you know, playing both sides a little bit. And this is before you learn about the twist of being able to switch teams. Do you think this will be his downfall or do you think Wes is playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers? Yeah, I think it's uh, too early to be politicking like that in front of everybody. When you bring the camera over and you're clearly talking and politicking, in front of everybody where they can see you, um, that's a bad move. That's a bad move. And, and people see it, sense it out. I don't think it's, 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 it's something that people are like, Oh yeah, let me go over there and, and jump on in that. It's like, I see you scheming. I don't know how much I like it. I think that's the sense. And so we actually do see, um, you, you could be, listen, he is, he's nine steps ahead. He's already contacted half the cast, if not all of them. You know, he at least has gotten the nod from them like, oh, OK, yeah, maybe, you know, I, I know Wes like, I, you know, uh, yeah, he talked. I talked to him for a second, you know, before I won the show, you know, I, you know, had a beer with them, maybe on the plane, something like that. But uh, but he don't know these people. They don't know him. So if you're strong enough, if you're alpha enough. Like you're, you're just going to take it for what it is. And it's like, I know, I know you for, you know, uh, through a, a direct message. I didn't, I haven't hung out with you. I don't, I don't know anything about your, your, your family, your, your life. You know, I, I know you through a DM. It's not, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it is, it's nine steps ahead or four steps ahead, but it's not a strong four steps ahead. It's a soft four steps ahead. And Clearly, fucking Johnny already has got Jordan, you know, figuring this shit out for him. Go find out if, you know, if this pisses him off. If fucking Jordan walks over there, he's like, all right, how about Rogan? Fucking. Yeah. Bam. That was, bam. I mean, look, I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, being it wasn't someone, even a, it wasn't even a strong, let's put Rogan in. It's just like a, what do you think? Well, the thing is, is that, you know, Rogan did play sure on final, or not final reckoning, vendettas for 15 minutes, but he essentially is as much of a rookie as say an Idris or a, or a Sean and whatnot. And if you're Wes yeah. and I know Wes's reasoning for wanting to have Rogan there and not those guys is he knows Rogan. He's talked to him at least a little bit. He knows Joss. He doesn't know those guys, but. Yeah, you're, if you're Jordan and you sense that he'd prefer someone over Rogan, eh, that's a little fishy. Eh, I don't like that Wes, like, kind of would rather us go, why, why don't we go Rogan? Let's see how this goes, you know? Um, ironically, you know, Wes ends up throwing in Bear, keeping that feud going, but, um, let's get, let's move on to that. This tribunal, three heavy hitters in there, Jordan, Wes, and Laurel. Uh, we have Mr. Sean Lineker in there being interrogated by the three of them. Um, I found it very interesting. Wes was like, uh, what was the last show you were on? And he's like, uh, shipwrecked. And he's like, what's that show? He's like, well, it's a survival show. It's two islands competing to survive and doing challenges. And I'm sitting here on my couch thinking that sounds like more of a natural prerequisite for the challenge than like drinking beers in Austin. 
you know, if you think about it. Like, I know he was trying to, like, be like, you know, how, you know, what makes you prepared for this? But it's like, to be honest with you, if you think about it, and, and if you compare it to the real world, I think this guy's probably, you know, was on a pretty apropos show. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that his that that Wes isn't, you know, I don't think Wes meant like, hey, I deserve to be here. But, you know, like I, I came from a cooler show than you. I don't I don't think it came off like that. Um, I think, you know, Laurel, you know, her, Laurel's interrogation was more more serious and severe than, uh, you know, than than Wes's antics, you know, because Wes, it was, you know, what I got from Wes's interrogation is this. He is a trained challenge professional okay he's like i know exactly what i need from you okay and i'm gonna strip you of all your innocence right now so after you tell me who you want to put in i want you to walk your happy ass your your rookie ass over there and tell tell bear that you want to put him in this yeah. is court, and you must do this. Dude, I will say, so, as far as playing chess versus checkers, that is some next-level shit. The idea of, like, tricking him into thinking... Because, I mean, look, you can literally have your cake and eat it, too. If you have him go in there and call out Bear, so you're starting dissension, uh, dissension among the UK ranks, and then you don't even throw in Bear, you throw in Idris... And then so maybe Idris goes home, but now, you know, Bear hates Sean or Sean goes home, but Bear's scared or whatever, you know. And so I thought that was a brilliant move. And that little like shoe when he turned around, like, so I do think from that perspective, Wes does think of angles to these things and the misdirection and the withholding of information, particularly with someone like a Sean who hasn't been on the show before. So he doesn't understand how the rules would work and, you know, um, would maybe just think, Oh, maybe that is the rules of this. Maybe I do have to tell the truth, whatever it is. Um, so I thought that in this regard, in the tribunal, I do think Wes was a notch above as far as his gameplay. He might be getting too cute. He might be showing the Jordans and the laurels of the world. Like, look, you cannot trust me. Look at me. Look how much of a liar I am. Even though it's in the interest of our team, look how much I'm willing to go. Ha. 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 Look how I do it. Ha. Look. I shoo him away. Dude, that's not like, it's not like, like it's not like a likable move. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like, like, you know, jokingly, Jordan says, wow, you're dick, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and to me, I'm like, dick move or bully move? Dick move or bully move? I don't know. Take your pick, you know? But, you know, it's it's a little, uh, you know, it's I think it's a little harsh, you know? But, and, you know, here's here's the interrogation that I liked from Laurel, okay? Laurel was the one that was like, you played this big brother-esque challenge game called Shipwrecked. Where you had to win people over and you didn't fucking win one person over. You didn't talk to anybody. Where is your game, bro? What, where is your game? What are you doing? You know, she actually was like, seemed concerned yet very stern, like a coach, like, like a human. She didn't shoo him away. She was like, bro, what, what are you doing? You're fucking up, you know? Um, it, it, she wasn't laughing at him. She was kind of trying to work with him, you know, like, what are you doing? Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, but she still wasn't like, you know, like, you know, liking it. She was just like, kind of like fucking, are you kidding? So, um, you know, but, uh, you know, with that said, like, you know, bear already knew that it was, you know, him or bear, you know, he was kind of like, all right, it looks like it's between us. Um, 
And so, and, and we don't see any more of the aftermath. Like he didn't like listen to Wes and, and like run over there. Like, Oh, 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 oh looks like uh, this is what I should do. Probably this has is- to challenge God off camera and said, Hey, do I really have to go and tell him this? <laughs> but anyway, probably um, like, yeah, is that's, this what, that's what of, I would, that, that's honestly game? what like, I, that's what I would do. Um, uh, in that instance, if someone's telling me a rule that I didn't hear announced, I'm flat are, out like clarifying. But are, but are you actually, when if 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 you're Jordan and 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 Laurel and you see him shoo this new guy away, are you like, oh man, you know, like oh that was so cool? Or are you like, oh that's kind of like mean? Like, mm-hmm. what what, do, what are you thinking, Scott? Um, look, I think that these guys all know each other pretty well. Wes, Jordan, Laurel. Um, I don't know that any of them in this particular setting are rewriting any of their opinions of the other that much. I do think that Wes was a little showy here, but I think these are all showy players. And, 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 and to that, into that regard, into that respect, if he's going out there and, and you know, if he's, if, if, uh, Sean is going out there and just like laying in a fucking bear, I'm going to beat your ass tomorrow. You're going in. Like then it's like you know West would have lit a fuse that you know started a bomb which would then cause even you know more laughter from you know his end but and that's and and you know we're all kind of instigators and that was you know if you look at it from a different point of view and it would have been a funny instigative move it, th- this happens too we're, we're all fucking bad kids in the end you know? Yeah. Uh, before we cut iTunes loose, I want to, we obviously want to talk about the elimination we did get. We got, uh, Idris and Sean, uh, in your bread and butter elimination. You know, we, we basically got an elimination that when you close your eyes and picture this one, you think of Derek. You think of Derek and Joss. You think of Derek and Wes. Um, I'm forgetting the name of it. What's it called? Um, what's this uh, elimination called? Pull apart. Pull- Paul Russell. Russell. Paul Russell. Um, here's a question that we got from Melanie Whitehouse. She says, are you shocked they started with such a tough elimination? So this one, I agree, does normally show up like midway through the season. Most of the time it's, I don't know if this is coincidental or whatever, but it ends up kind of being more relevant players and more heavy hitters and whatnot. I think this is the first time we've seen like two rookies do it right off the bat. Uh, were you surprised they went with this elimination at this place in the season, whether it be from a toughness level or just from the, uh, how iconic this has become over the years yourself included in that iconography i mean absolutely love it i mean this is war of the worlds too you know you just had fucking see some reinforce reinforcements come in by the names of ct and turbo you know um you just had the team usa you know pull one of the craziest moves and not pick you know the guy that's 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 known for the challenge it's known for carrying you know that's known for carrying Johnny Bananas on its back, you know, and drilling them into some, some, some garbage cans. Like this is the most feared player. TG said the most intimidating player. It's true that you team USA just flipped the scripts on one of their guys. No, I think this is awesome, man. I think this is awesome. Let the war begin. Kick it off with something strong, something awesome like this. Um, you got, you, look, the last time we saw this game, truthfully, with to open up a season, was Invasion of Champions, and it was with Darrell versus Zach, yet another boxer. We saw another boxer go in, and I'll be honest with you, do light work of Zach, you know, to, you know, a guy that's on this, you know, this, this super team right now. We've seen Darrell do light work in this game. Um, 
and with and so you know it took uh it took me just a little bit of time but look it's gonna take a little bit of time with any any man you know this guy put up a fight shipwreck champion you know he, he put up a fight he almost got it he get had that one hand on there you know what i mean um don't you just love warm alcohol well neither do i neither does t neither did dylan the founder of brewmate that's why he made it brewmate's mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better brewmate stylish insulated drinkware is designed to keep your favorite beverages ice cold all day long whatever your taste in beer wine or spirits brewmate makes every sip the perfect temp i got some brewmate stuff and i've been using it all summer i can't wait to continue to use it in the fall to keep those drinks cold i drink my wine outside with the wine insulator gift set bundle with the matching uncorked wine glasses i got the walnut finish what i love about the walnut finish it just fits in the wilderness you know what i mean it matches the trees it matches the fall foliage perfect gift for someone get married having a birthday trust me i love it for myself but i've gotten it for other people too. Not only that, they also have a Hopsolator Trio. You can keep your favorite IPAs nice and cold as well. They have a three-in-one adapter. You can use it with slim cans. For beer drinkers, wine drinkers, they have everything. That is why you want to go to brewmate.com. And when you go to brewmate.com, you add the code MANIA, you get 15% off. So all these great gifts I've been telling you about to get your friends to also use for yourself to keep your beers and your wine cold in the fall you can get 15% off, guys. Just use the code MANIA, B-R-U-M-A-T-E.com. Add the code MANIA, and you could be drinking out of your walnut finish wine slater, just like I do. All right, guys, more with the podcast. It goes back to what we are talking about the 90-minute episode. I thought that for a guy who ends up, you know, coming up short, losing here in the first episode, I thought we got a good sense of Sean here. I thought we got a lot of Sean. I think Idris comes out of this episode looking great. He obviously throws Wes on his ass earlier on. He takes out Sean. We learn a little bit about the boxing background. He has that great clip where he does the gladiator style. Are you entertained? Um, so I'm excited to see some more from him. I'm excited to see what team he decides to be on. Does he decide to jump ship and go to Team US, or does he stay on the UK and I also like and uh, you know obviously I talk a lot on this show from a podcast host and producer standpoint how annoying the cliffhangers can be but having worked in TV I understand the tendency to want to end with a cliffhanger what I love about this is they can also have their cake and eat it too here because they can show us who lost but they can have the cliffhanger be, do they switch teams? So I love that little wrinkle. Cause as we see, we, we know Sean goes home, Idris stays. So say we want to book Idris on the podcast next week. We can have him on. We can talk about the elimination. We can talk about everything. We just, obviously we don't know what team he ends up on. That's fine. You know, and they can still have their little cliffhangers and we can still find out who goes home every week because I really hate it when we don't get to find out who goes home, especially after a 90 minute episode. So I enjoyed that very much. Um, so, all right. Well, we have a ton of more questions from you guys. We're going to get to, uh, we're going to let the iTunes kids go home. We're going to take this, uh, and remain here at patreon.com slash challenge mania. You guys are getting this on Wednesday night. The iTunes folks are getting this on Thursday. They're only getting an hour. We're going to get to the good stuff with you guys. We're going to get to the Camilla poll that I put up. That's right. I'm going to address that. I put up a poll. Would you guys like to see Camille on the podcast? We got some results. We'll talk about that over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. We're going to talk about the, um, the, the trailer for the season that we didn't really want to get to because there is some spoiler stuff. If you are kind of breaking it down, not necessarily for what exactly happens, who goes home, etc. but there does seem to be some serious action in the romance department, some serious action in the tussle department. Who knows if they're full fledged fights or they're just kind of, you know, knocking heads a little bit. We're going to talk about that. 
We're going to get to a ton more of your questions, and that's at patreon.com slash challengemania, which if you're a patron, you're hearing this, you already know the deal. But if you're listening to this on iTunes, this is a sneak peek of what you get over at patreon.com slash challengemania every week in the war room. Um, we really uh, would love you to check it out. Give it a try. September is here. Wake me up when September ends, as Billy Joe Armstrong once said. Give it a chance for the month of September. You'll get at least one bonus podcast every month. Then you get the Meet the Patrons podcast. You'll get the bonus podcast that's going up tomorrow. You get involved in all the contests that we have. You get to be a part of the Challenge Mania pod squad community and uh, get to uh, be a part of the conversation every week, contribute questions to the war room, all that good stuff. Really encourage you guys to test it out. And if you don't like it, you can go bye-bye at the end of the month. Um, there's no long-term commitment whatsoever. Um, and it really does help keep the podcast afloat as do our sponsors uh which we love over there but the podcast at patreon.com slash challenge mania is 100 ad free um so i if you heard ads during this podcast i cut those in after the fact just for you guys because our patrons don't need to hear ads um i just want to remind you guys also we do have an awesome pin over at zombiesailor.com if you are a challenge maniac you should check that out show the world you're a challenge maniac they all come on these signed card backs by me and d um and there's a few left go to zombiesailor.com one thing I do want to keep in the main iTunes podcast, D, uh, it's not necessarily War of the Worlds 2 related, but it is in the news. It was literally on CNN. I want to bring it up because I want to send some well wishes to our man, Theo Campbell, uh, runner up on uh, War of the Worlds Part 1, had a serious eye injury. I mean, go figure, man. That's just how life works. You are, you know, an Olympic athlete, uh, you know, you know, basically an Olympic athlete, Olympic caliber athlete. You're putting your body on the line on a daily basis from a competition standpoint you go through two of the toughest challenge seasons ever war of the worlds part one and two and then you get home and you get hit in the eye with a champagne cork and you know something that i know it's you know not i will never be on the challenge a lot of the people listening to this will never compete in olympic level sprinting or be on war of the worlds part three but a lot of us have opened up a champagne bottle or two or have had someone done that near us. And uh, to hear what happened to Theo and he had this really uh, terrible eye injury and is, uh, at least for now, uh, and possibly permanently lost uh, sight in one of his eyes um, – I went to go wish him well and send, send, you know, it's a cliche thing to say, sending positive vibes. But I looked at the guy's tweets and I looked at the guy's Instagram posts. He's already got a smile on his face. He's already got more positivity than I could ever envision someone having given the circumstances here and having suffered uh, such an injury. So uh, I just want to just, you know just basically say, dude, uh, you are showing the world, you're showing the challenge maniacs, you're showing me, you're showing everybody, um, how to live like a fucking champion. Because to be honest with you, um, to see that you are already pushing forward, making the most of this and laughing about it, uh, and smiling about it is, is absolutely inspiring. So, um, just, you know, Again, I know you don't need them, but positive vibes going your way, Theo, because, you know, it's obviously heartbreaking to hear that. Um, obviously, that's something that took place after this season, so won't play out on camera on this show. has nothing to do with the show. It's real life, folks. It just happened. It was just in the news. So I implore all of you, um, drop him a line, drop him a DM, drop him a tweet, uh, whatever you can send over Theo's way. Um, I know he appreciates all the all the well wishes. So uh, from, from us to him, just wanted to say yeah. that. Best wishes, man. Uh for sure, dude. I, I think you, I think you put it well. I, I dropped him a DM. I didn't, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, wish, wish, wish stuff, wish nothing like that to anyone. So everyone be careful. Yeah. 
And and look, no no idea how this affects him uh, as far as his future on the challenge goes, as far as his future as a sprinter goes, as an athlete goes. But if there's anybody that I think could go out there and kick the shit out of everybody, even with something like this, uh, it's him. So I would still be frightened by him if I was any of you guys out there who, who might uh, look over at the other side of a competition and see that man. So, uh, all right, guys, we're going to say goodbye to the iTunes crew. We're going to keep this going. Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. This is the War Room. Shout to our patrons for for letting us do this week one. Just wanted to give everybody a taste. We had such a long layoff in between War of the Worlds and War of the Worlds 2. Want to let people know what we're doing over here at patreon.com slash challenge mania. I know that a lot of you guys have been supporting us since March 2018 when we started this thing and we love you guys, but we're still educating people every week uh, over why they would want this. You know, I know they love the long form interviews, those evergreen interviews with the challenge stars of yesterday and today. Um, and the future, obviously, maybe Idris coming up soon. But, you know, I think that sometimes you don't know what you want or what you need until you hear a little bit of it. So this is what we do. We break down every episode over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. Maniac level is what gets you the bonus content. It's a $15 a month level. It really helps us do what we need to do to keep this thing afloat, to do the challenge mania lives, to run the merch stuff, to put together all the artwork, to run the Patreon and the Facebook and the social media and book guests for the podcast. Cause this is Derek and my uh, full time gig. And in exchange for you guys helping fund this operation, we give you The War Room, a podcast just for you. So thank you guys for checking it out this week. Next week, we'll be back with the interviews, at least one, if not two. We'll be back with DraftKings as well. But bye-bye for now. And if you're still hearing this, it means that you're already a part of the pod squad. So thank you. It is now time to get down and dirty, D. What do you say? All right, guys. This ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you in the future. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today.